perfection is the project. There's no more design. There's no more construction. It's the project. It's the team. And it's how do we deliver this value effectively together? Hello, innovators. I'm Todd Wyant, and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast presented by Applied Software Gray Tech Group. You're invited to join our MEP and construction innovation adventure with a mission to propel this great industry forward. My guest today is Tammy McConaughey. She is a Six Sigma black belt and certified national trainer with the Lean Construction Institute. And as the global director of Lean Delivery, Tammy develops, facilitates, and supports CRB's group's international lean design and construction programs. She's also a contributing author to the LCI published book, Target Value Delivery Practitioner Guidebook to Implementation. Welcome to the show, Tammy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the conversation today. So I always like to kind of hear the the origin stories of how you got into the construction industry to begin with. All right. So uh, I'm a lifetime long lover of the construction industry. I'll put that out there. Um, I actually started, so I got my my green belt, my Six Sigma green belt. I was working for GE when they owned modular space, which was years ago. If you back and look, it's going to date me a little bit. So under GE, that was under the Jack um, Walsh regime and everybody got their Six Sigma certification. They then sold out to another firm and I wasn't willing to move where they wanted the office to move to. And so I found myself without a job and working on this Six Sigma certification and all of this stuff going on. Plus, not to mention, I was five months pregnant with my third kid. Lo and behold, after all of that happened, I uh, got a job at a mechanical company and in San Diego, California. So my husband and I are originally from San Diego. And so I started working for them, started out as a receptionist. And before I knew it, they were wanting me to pull me into project administrative coordination activities. And they kept saying, hey, because there was a smaller company at the time, we don't, we can't give you um a raise, but what can we do? Is there something that we can do? And I was right at that point with my Six Sigma black belt. I had to do a project. So you have to do a project and then submit it to the governing board. I'd already Mm -hmm. done my test. I just needed to do the project. And then you have to pay a fee for them to review your project and certify you. I was like, Hey guys, if you pay this fee, that's like, that's helping me get ahead and I can do the project in house and make it worth everybody's while. Well, they agreed and I did that and um, saved close to $100,000 in warranty costs with this project, which well gave them their money back. Um, But with this, it just was one of those things that I was like, how can I apply this? How can I start applying this and learn more and learn more and do more? And at that time, the Lean Construction Institute, the community of practice was just getting started in San Diego. And so I was able to get in the door with that and then just start to get into this community of people that were all about lean, all about process improvement, and a lot of the stuff that I was excited about. And so that just ventured my way. That was my entry into construction. And yeah. so far, I'd never, I'll never work in any other industry besides the AEC industry. I just love it. I love being able to drive in downtown San Diego and tell you stories about the buildings and just be able to know like the heart and the soul of a building. It's just amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. So kind of expand on that. Well, what, uh, in kind of those those early days of coming into the mechanical contractor and working on your six sigma and figuring out lean, yeah. how, what kind of sparked the the passion? What was the what was that kind of driving force? 
Yeah, I think as we as it developed and we started to work with some bigger GCs that were doing um, more and more with Lean and, and some of the tools like Last Planner System was really starting to emerge. I just started to understand and see the challenges that came into our trades, right? The things that as a trade partner at that time, because I worked for a mechanical company, it being what do we're, are we up against and we have to perform, we have to deliver this building. Mm-hmm. And then also starting out with a mechanical company, it was in the early 2000s. And, you know, it was at that time where a handshake meant a lot. And then we went to that through that recession where risk mitigation was what meant a lot. And we lost the balance of people. And and seeing that too, and then getting to that 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 paradigm of how do we bring people back to the industry? How do we create that respect for people again? And that's where it really, really hit um, the road for me. I worked with on a project with Balfour Beatty, um, Dan Shirky from Balfour Beatty, he's still there. We wrote a white paper for the International Group for Lean Construction on last planner system, this planning, the commitment-based planning system. And uh, we wrote about what happens when you don't use the full system and what happens to the people and how does that interaction really, really get impacted by that. And we ended up going to Brazil and presenting on this at the International Group for Lean Construction. And we were published on it, which is exciting. That was like a checking off a bucket list item for me too. Yeah, no doubt. And then on the streets of Brazil is where I met my boss from Jadon Construction when I worked there after the mechanical company. So it's kind of one of those stories that that really started then my full uh, career as a lean coach. Before then, I was doing what I could do as a construction coordinator. And then I rolled into being a lean coach from there. Interesting. So you said something that uh, really stood out to me and that was on bringing back the, the respect for, for people again. I feel like mm-hmm. the construction industry is, you know, maybe come full circle again, that that is a huge issue that is, is really weighing on construction coming out of the last two years, especially of how do you, you know, we, we were in kind of that, that risk averse trend yeah. again, uh, but also in uh, this rapid adoption of technology which is kind of a, an interesting dichotomy there, but uh, that's a tangent. I won't go down that rabbit trail right now, but <laughs> uh, how, do you, how do you bring back that, that respect for, for people and, and lead with empathy in an industry that you know, maybe isn't well known for, for doing that? Well, we don't have feelings in construction. Right? <laughs> you give those up. So yeah, no. you said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I think you know that is one of the most challenging parts is that respect for people, and and we have so many different layers, right? So a lot of what we're looking at, a, how do I want to say? This? So a lot of what we're looking at is giving the power back to the people that are doing the work to improve and do the work. Mm-hmm. So traditionally, construction is a very command and control. It comes from the top down. So the owner, usually the architect and the GC, CM, and then the trade partners and vendors underneath there. Well, we're getting away from that. We're getting away with our integrated project delivery, with lean methods and tools and behaviors. We're getting away from that. We're coming back to where everybody's working together. We're coming back to, hey, this is where we need to be. How are we going to get there together? Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of dragging those bodies across the line. And so we're starting to have better conversations and better interactions and collaboration. But like anything else, right, it takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes time. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so the... 
picking up on the having better conversation piece, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, this is not unique to construction, but it's, it's prevalent in construction that you get all these different stakeholders and, and different personas across the, the industry and they're, they're talking to each other, but they're, they're using phrases in different ways and they're meaning different things by those phrases and, and how, you know, the kind of what they're putting onto that is very radically different. And so I think it's really important to kind of take that step back and define terms. So yep. what is lean construction? Wow. This is a great question. Um, so Honestly, there's a lot of different terminologies. Um, you can go back to LCI has one for you. Um, but in its essence, lean construction is when you're bringing together the tools and the principles, the lean principles together to empower a team to deliver a pro- to deliver value effectively. Um, those principles being respect for people, being value focused, continuous improvement, reliable and sustainable flow, optimizing the whole, right? There's a ton of tools in the toolbox out there, but without those principles and those behaviors and those mindsets that support that, it's just a toolbox. So lean construction is when we bring those together and equip our teams, our construction teams, our design teams with both of those to deliver that value. Mm-hmm. So what do you see as the, the end goal then for construction with adopting lean construction principles? Man, you know, this is one of the things you say that this, this is one of the reasons. So I'm almost coming up on a year at CRB. And this was one of the big reasons why I was super excited to join CRB um, is because of that, that end goal vision of mm-hmm. the complete integration of design and construction of when we are truly there and you're never really there in your lean journey, right? It's ever going, but perfection is the project. There's no more design. There's no more construction. It's the project. It's the team. And it's how do we deliver this value effectively together? Like that's it. There's no more of those, those sex or those silos, operational silos that we put each other in. And I'll, I'll bring that back around to, that's part of the reason why I was excited to come to CRB because they have that same vision too. Mm-hmm. So being able to align that vision. I, I always joke. I love uh, Pinky and the Brain from Animaniacs. This oh, that's like, a great one. Yeah. <laughs> Bring out my childhood there. <laughs> so I'm always like, we're going to take over the world and make it lean. We're going to take over the construction industry and lean it up one project at a time. Nice. I love it. Love it. <laughs> and I am always down uh, for the down with silos. Uh, I, I hate silos. So any, any silo that we can see that we can bust apart, I am, I'm game for. <laughs> so Absolutely. kind of working backwards from that end goal and, and, and vision, what's the low hanging fruit then to help reduce the waste that, that is so prevalent in construction? Uh, how do people kind of build out their, their roadmap? Yeah, I think that, you know, the easiest places to start are just like you said, those wastes, like what what's getting in our way, like what's bugging on us on this project, like where can we improve and making some really simple, easy steps. A lot of people think that it has to be this big, huge, enormous rollout and you have to have all these coaches and all this support, but start simple, right? Start with your meeting. Mm-hmm. How can we have a better conversation? Do we have the right meeting? Do we have the right people in the meeting? You know, what are we trying to achieve in this meeting? Start there. And then at the end of it, a simple plus delta. What worked plus? What worked well? What brought value? What do we want to keep doing? And then delta, 
what didn't work and what are we going to improve for next time to make this meeting better? Mm-hmm. And just start simple. And then that cascades and snowballs into more because then you get excited because you start to get that this worked, we made an improvement or this felt really good. And so then it just grows and grows and grows. Yeah. So how do you know it's, it's really working and that you have the right people in the room to really get their heads together and figure it out? Yeah. Um, you really want people that get excited about it, right? I, I don't know if, if maybe you or your listeners are familiar. There's this video out there of the drunk guy dancing on the grassy knoll. And yeah, like yeah. all it takes is one person to come over yeah. and start dancing with them. And then all of a sudden everybody's coming over, right? right? So you can be the person who's yelling it all day long, but you need your followers. So yeah. who are those first adopters? Just like in technology, who are those first adopters? The ones that are going to get excited about it, bring those people in, get them excited, equip them with information, equip them with community and support, which is where the Lean Construction Institute comes in too, like communities of practice all over the nation. Like get them in, get them involved, and then let them influence others. And right, then everybody starts dancing on the grassy hill, right, to the music. It doesn't matter because everybody starts jumping in. And when you have that grassroots, but you have to have leadership support that too. When you have that grassroots, then it takes, it's fire. It just spreads like wildfire. Yeah. What's the, what's the balance then between having the, the grassroots excitement and really building that momentum? I, I totally agree that that's critical and, and huge, but what's the balance between that and having leadership come in and not necessarily like controlling it, but really inserting themselves of like, this is important. This is the direction. It seems like uh, at first glance, you would, one would have to kind of yeah take precedence or, you know, take the, take the lead on it, but you, you need both. So what's, what's the balance like on that? Man, we're having these, we're having these type of conversations right now. So this is such a timely question. Um, I think there, there always comes, Leadership has to want it, right? And usually what happens is they want it, they hire somebody and go do it. Yeah. And then we see the value. Show me the value, right? Show me the tools, show me the value. And so you you have to get leadership involved enough to understand. Here's what you are supporting and here's how we need you to support and to make that shift. Mm-hmm. Leadership has to make a shift from being a command and control or a hierarchical leadership to be more of a facilitative leader, to be more of a coach, right? Here, we're here to support you. This is important to us. What do you need? What are, what are the challenges that you're facing right now? And how do we work through this, right? We don't need leadership to be the, the leaders of the lean effort, but we need them to support that. And then we need them to coach their people through it. So mm-hmm. it takes a, takes a little bit of learning on their their side and also talking about how it is important and how it ties into the business strategy also. Hey innovators, is there a way to prepare your company for successful implementation of technological innovation? After over 115 episodes talking with some of the best minds in the construction industry, the answer is a resounding yes. There are building blocks that you can put into place that will form the foundation for your company to successfully implement technology. I have compiled my thoughts from those conversations into a new ebook simply titled Foundational Building Blocks for Successful Tech Adoption. You can download the ebook for free at our website, bridgingthegappod.com. After you have 
I'd love to hear your feedback. As always, keep innovating. Yeah, interesting. So how do you personally kind of push back on the, the did you write it? I'm going to use my air quotes here, the, the way we've <laughs> always done it mentality oh. and, and encourage, uh, you know, that the kind of stereotypical risk averse industry to, to change and that it's, it's not that scary to, to change and you can do it in a, uh, you know, a very well thought out intentional way. So I like to use the hammer. Um, the hammer is one of the oldest tools in the world. But if you ever see a hammer in its original form or even a drawing of it, does it look the same as it looks today? No. And why? Because the need, we've always used a hammer as a tool, but the need and use of that tamer, hammer has evolved. And so we've yeah. improved it. We've improved it over time. And then we even go to pneumatic air guns and we have all other resources to drive a nail, not just that hammer. So it's not that we are getting away from traditions. It's not that we are getting away from best practices, but we're improving them. We're making them better. And we're getting to where there's more value to the customer. And that customer it's not always our client, right? Our customer are the people working on our job sites. Our customer are the designers in the systems and the programs, drawing and getting the information and setting specs, right? So we have to give them a better tool. And that's all what respect for people is, is giving them the right resources and tools and allowing them to improve their work. Mm-hmm. I also like to use um, like the whole blockbuster Netflix paradigm, right? I mean... In a room, if you ask in a room of people to raise your hand, if you ever got uh, videos in the mail from Netflix, hardly anybody raises their hand. And then you ask everybody to raise their hand if they have a Netflix account, everybody raises their hand. Yeah. That's a great example of just of doing, this is the way it's always been. You go into a Blockbuster, you go into a video store, you rent. Um, look what happened to Blockbuster. They stayed true to that traditional form. And there's only one blockbuster left today. It does make me sad, but <laughs> <laughs> and Netflix is in everybody's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. My, my movie collection grew a ton with blockbuster four movies for twenty bucks. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> now it's they only, just sit in a, own, a bookcase Netflix. on my shelf. <laughs> I own a lot of Netflix movies because I never returned them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So uh, that really brings back the. Uh, uh, essentialness of having feedback loops built in to your processes and, and, and yeah. hearing people from, you know, different components of your organization back with the, the down with the silos. How do you, how do you build those feedback loops in where people a feel comfortable sharing mm-hmm. and then B have trust that it's not just going into the, you know, suggestion comments box and, it just goes out into the, the ether and nobody ever looks at it. Uh, so building in that, that trust that somebody's going to look at it and there's going to be action in some way, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's not doing exactly what they are, are saying, but it's, that's going to be really looked at with intentionality and, and, and thoughtfulness. Yeah. So there's a couple different ways. If we're talking about process, I will tell you there's a great platform out there that I, we used at JDUN and we're also using at CRB called ProMap. Um, that is owned by Nintex and it allows real-time feedback into processes and improvements, mm-hmm. which then pings an owner of that process, which then they get in contact and say, yes, we're going to 
include this or, hey, this doesn't fall into this, but we're going to put it into a note or something like that. So it creates that dialogue when people start to see that reaction of, I said this. Oh, great. We at least talked. I got acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then you create that continuous learning loop on a project, right? It's a really quick project. You're bringing together a group of people most of the time who have never worked together. You have to build that trust. You don't have months and months and months and months like you would with that, that with ProMap and process improvements. You have to do this quickly. So having the right conversation is critical. And a lot of times that can be through retrospectives, picking a milestone. Hey, what do we do? Guys, we just achieved this. We just we just completed our design deliverable. That's awesome. Let's celebrate that. What happened? It took mm. us this many days. It took us this many hours. We got it to the owner by this. They're quite happy with it, right? Okay, so let's talk about what worked well in this process. What did what happened to get to this milestone? What worked really well we want to keep doing? And getting everybody's feedback and being intentional and listening and asking questions and not just, well, everybody was smiling. Great. So it sounds like we had a team atmosphere. Tell me more about that. And then what didn't work well and why? We we want to make sure that respect for people of no blame atmosphere. I can't come in and say, well, Todd, you messed this whole thing up. That's what didn't work, <laughs> right? Right. Having that conversation of, Todd, I feel like there's a communication gap here. What can we do to get better that next time? Because mm-hmm. when we, and then we're going to take action on those and talk about what are we going to do differently or what can we add? Maybe we missed something. What can we add? And then people start to feel like they're influencing that. They're starting to take action on that. They feel like they're being heard as we move the project forward. And then we're making improvements and we're improving the project rapidly throughout the project instead of waiting for that whole lessons learned cycle at the end of the project Mm -hmm. where we do that four hour lessons learned that then gets put on a piece of paper and stored somewhere (laughs) and we never go back to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a, a lot of sense. What do you think is maybe the a stumbling block or uh, a myth around lean construction that needs to be debunked? You know, there's there's a myth around that it's all about the tools. Just give me the tools. Just give me the tools. Just give me the tools. Um, the tools are great and they will get you somewhere. But without thinking about your work differently, without thinking about who is the customer? What is the value to my customer in this? How is there a better way to do it without challenging that? The tools are only going to get us so far. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between doing lean and being lean. Doing lean is when we're just solely project-based. We're just doing the tools. Being lean is when we understand that lean delivery does not stop at the project team. It goes all the way back. How are we winning the work? What is marketing doing? What is accounting doing, right? How is leadership supporting that? How is our operational system supporting that? Like lean is about the whole, lean delivery is about the whole organization and not just the projects. Yeah, no, that's that's good stuff. I I love the the doing lean versus being lean and and really having that kind of dichotomy in your head. I I love stuff like that. So, what are the the similarities that you've found with lean manufacturing and what can construction learn from the lean manufacturing principles? You know, there's a lot of overlap there too. Yeah. Well, I think the principles, no matter what, the five principles of lean apply anywhere. 
It, whether no matter what industry you're in, they apply anywhere. I love I love the people who always were like, it works in the automotive industry, but it does not work here. Okay, we are not <laughs> making the same car over and over, but we're doing a lot of the same processes over and over. Right? We're right. we're we're pouring foundations. We're putting up walls. We're putting up. We're hanging overhead duct and pipe and right and running electrical raceways. All this stuff. It's still the same process. Just not in the same way or aesthetics as every building because it's not cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. So having to shift that a little bit to say, all right, how do we focus on the process? How do we take away the fact that we're not making 50 Toyota Priuses today, but instead we're building out this building? How can we make that better? So shifting that, I think, like I said, the, the five principles apply to every industry. Um, and the five principles are kind of what I said earlier, that respect for people, value focus, continuous improvement, reliable and sustainable flow, and optimizing the whole. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if we think about how do we think about our work differently in this regards, right? How do we break down silos? How can we improve it to create that reliable and sustainable flow? How do we make it so the next guy is ready for the work mm-hmm. when it comes to him? And then so on and so forth. Yeah. Changing those little changing those little ways is gonna is gonna make the difference. Yeah. Awesome. Great answer. <laughs> so here's one of my my favorite questions. If I can okay. give you all power in construction and you could kind of snap your fingers, innovate one aspect of the industry, what would you innovate? man, I really honestly, that's a big question. (laughs) Um, My mind just goes to the integrated project team, like making it to where it's no longer, there's no such, like there's no design bid build or design build. There's just that one team aspect of like, here's, here's your designers and engineers coming into the room. Here's your construction builders, your builders coming into the room, whether they're the GCCM, the trade partners, whatever they're coming into the room and we're all going to sit down at the table and the client's going to say, Hey, this is what we want. We need a building that in four years is going to be flexible enough for to add a floor because we're expecting to have this boom in hiring and we need to get this much product out the door. That's going to be happening in this building. Mm-hmm. And these groups can just come together and deliver that building. Yeah. And that focus just on that, delivering that building to the customer. Yeah. Down with silos. <laughs> Down with it. Yeah. No more silos, no more politics, no more turf wars, none of that. Right. Wouldn't that be a nice construction industry? Oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> a very different, very different industry. <laughs> That'd be great. Everybody want to work in this industry, right? That's right. <laughs> we <have a> shortage. <laughs> I like it. Well, how do people find out more information and, and connect with you? So um, connect with me on LinkedIn. Find me and, and go ahead and send me an invite. I love that. Also, um, if you want to learn more, Lean Construction Institute, I am a national instructor, but honestly, they're a great organization that is really, really pushing forward a lot of learning about Lean Construction and Lean and Design and tools. And there's a lot of resources learning through them. Also, crbgroup.com. I mean, on there, there's I have an article about what Lean Culture is and what it means at CRB, if you're interested in that. 
or just go ahead and reach out and email me. I mean, Tammy.McConaughey at crbgroup.com. I'm sure it'll be somewhere within this podcast, right? That's right. Yeah, we can link over to that for sure. Yeah, I love, I'm a, one of the ways I fill my bucket is by having conversations like this. I love having conversations with people about lean, very passionate about it in the construction industry. So it just fills my bucket. So reach out. That's awesome. I think the, the passion more than shines through, which is exciting. That's, I, in, in this year, I always love talking with somebody that is, is very, clearly passionate about what they do. It's that fills my bucket to, you know, kind of just be around people that are excited about what they're doing and, and, you know, optimistic about the industry. I think we're around so many people that are, you know, kind of ho-hum and some gloves. It's my dream job. job. I would never do anything else. So except maybe become a full-time writer. That might be it, but (laughs) nice. nice. Then you can write about lean construction and merge them all together. It's it's perfect. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, final question for you. What does innovation mean to you? Man, innovation. um, Innovation means collaboration. It means big ideas and it means continuous improvement to me, right? Being able to innovate on anything and process a tool, um, bringing together a group of like-minded people or even people that are new just to be innovative. I always think of, I think when people talk about innovation, I always think of uh, the company IDEO mm-hmm. yeah, and their innovation department. And like one of the things they had to, one of the challenges they had, and this is like, was on a 60 minutes frame, like way back. I think it's like the early nineties, late eighties, but how to make a better shopping cart. Yeah. Right. And they, brought together people that had no influence or had nothing to do with shopping carts. Like there's a psychologist, there was some engineers, right? Some sociologists that came together just to how to build a better shopping cart. And to me, that's a true innovation right there. That's awesome. Have you read their book, The Art of Innovation? Yes. Yes. Oh, so good. So good. So good. (laughs) My team and I, we read that at the end of last year, beginning of this year. And it was just amazing. We loved it. And like, how how do we bring in all these different aspects of it? It was, I I recommend that book to everybody that I I talked to that's interested in innovation. It's it's game changing. Absolutely. You know, I think the other one that goes along with it is a, a more, a more beautiful question. I think it's that, but it talks about like the problem solving and creativity of a question, like how to ask uh-huh. better questions to help you innovate and help you drive. Um, it's been a little bit since I've read it, but that's a really good one too. Nice. I'll check it out. I just wrote it down. Uh, I'm going to be looking into it. It might have, it's, it's a, yeah, a more beautiful question. The power of inquiry to spark breakthrough. Nice. Very cool. I will yeah. definitely be checking that out. Thanks for the, the rec. I, I love books, so. Always interesting. I'm an avid reader too. So yeah, any recommendations, send them my way. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. Well, Tammy, thanks so much for taking the time and, and joining the show. I really enjoyed the, the conversation today. Todd, thank you. I appreciate it. And like I said, just reach out to me, guys. I love I love lots of conversation. And now it's time for my Todd takes from this episode. First take, as we talk a lot about on the show. We need to lead with the respect for people. This involves having better conversations with the right people at the right time. It also involves creating valuable feedback loops that people can confidently trust. Second take, 
When implementing lean construction, there needs to be a balance in the leadership driving the importance and grassroots approach to build momentum and excitement. If you are missing one of those wings, your plane will not fly. And final take, tools will only get you so far. I loved Tammy's line that there is a difference between doing lean and being lean. Like so many things, it requires a mindset shift. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you are interested in learning more, you can visit our sponsor, Applied Software Great Tech Group at asti.com for more information. You can listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. As always, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Bridging the Gap is hosted, directed, and produced by Todd Wyant. Edited and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an applied software production. Copyright Applied Software 2022.